1: Saturday mornings come around again and it's time for Let's Talk
0: Gardening. And good morning gardening friends. What a glorious spring morning. I think we're going to have a busy show. Get your calls in early. I have Andrea Whiteley with me this morning. Faye will be coming along at about about 8.30. Andrea Whiteley, Gardening consultant, blog, bloggist. Is that a word? A blogger. A blogger. Blogger. (laughs) Thank you. And of course, the team is here. We have Bev Daring and John Glidden standing by. The lines are open. You can email us this morning if you like. And a big shout out to the dynamic duo, Chris Bartlett and Mark Colton, two true gentlemen of Curtain Radio. And what a great playlist this morning as well. I really enjoyed it. And of course, breakfast was wrapped up by our cycling DJ, Jim Crinan. And Jim will return at 10am with the classic 70s. It's nice to have you here, Andrew.
2: Thank you. Andrea. It's really good to be here. Yeah. Um, and what a glorious
0: day. I know. It Isn't is. It's, it's just magic out there. Really, really I've been yeah, waiting for this day all week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I see on Facebook, some people are going, bring spring back. Back. Where did spring go because we had a few days and then it got a little bit cold actually it got cold and no rain it yeah.
2: would have been cold it would have been nice if we had cold and rain and
0: rain yeah yeah, yeah most so. important well i was looking at our rainfall compliments of john Glidden and for october we're sitting at 6.6 mills against Last year in October, how's this, 122.8 mils? You have to remember
2: that what is six mils? Six mils is just a little bit more than a teaspoon. It's not much. So the ground is drying up it super, It is drying up
0: quickly. It is. So uh,
2: we need to start thinking about that. And what we're going to do as gardeners to cope with that six mils.
0: Yeah, because I think we have sort of learnt a really hard lesson last the summer of last year was... A very brutal, it really was on us and our garden. Yes. So, we are going to and not allow that to happen this year. It may be brutal, but we will be better prepared. We'll be better prepared because we know what's coming. This is going to be a
2: pattern for the future. It's not Agreed. Not a flash in the pan, no, it's not it's a once not. off. So Sadly, we need to really start thinking about that. Yeah. Mm.
0: And the gardening show is sponsored by DeSatco Mulch. Make your garden grow with DeSatco Mulch, available at all leading garden centres. Now we have a couple of lovely guests that are going to join us in the studio this morning. Lorraine Johnson, now she's the Vice President of the Epiphytic Cacti and Hoya Society. She's coming in at 20 past 8 and she will be in the studio with us this morning. And of course, as I mentioned, Faye will be joining us around about eight. Special 8:30. guest, Faye Akara. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so we look forward to that. We have a heap of emails. Uh, we've got our $75 gift voucher from Bigger Trees to give away this morning as well. Now just tell me, what have you been up to? We were both just saying off air how busy it is at the moment and we're just going night and day and day and night. It just what is what is that?
2: Well, it's a really busy time of the year yeah. and I think that um People are super excited to get their gardens ready for spring and summer entertaining. And I, so I think there's a lot of sort of pressure on 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 those of us who are involved in the garden industry, industry. to, mm-hmm. to uh, you know, get people's gardens ready, summer ready, I guess. And, and
0: I guess, it's, dare I say it, people are thinking about Christmas and getting their gardens well, ready for that time Well, you know, it's only of sort of six weeks away, isn't oh, it? Oh, perish the <laughs> thought. Perish the thought. But I, I think, know. you know, we
2: always do this mad rush for Christmas, Christmas, yeah, Christmas. And we put and so much pressure on <clears in> ourselves. <throat> Way too much. Stop
0: it. Yeah, we have to stop and that. And
2: we're so lucky in Perth that we, um, and unlike, you know, my friends in America and, and in the eastern states, we don't have uh, the same seasonal pressures that they have over there. So they don't have, there's not this sort of, uh, they actually have a garden season. In the U.S., where you know you can only garden between this month and that month, and then everything gets packed away, and you, you know unless you live sort of in California mm, or mm. in Arizona, places like that, you can tend to garden throughout the year. But in their summers, it's way too hot to even go outside. And California is so dry at the moment. Mm. But in uh, certainly sort of uh, you know on the east coast of the USA, they have a very short gardening season, and we're so lucky that we get to garden pretty all well all year,
0: year round. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, like. Yeah being able to garden for a certain period of the year, uh, mean, it,
2: it's very restrictive, I think. I wouldn't and, like that. Um, So there's this huge rush. Everyone goes out and buys all their plants. They put them in the ground. They enjoy them, and then that's oh, it. Good grief! They all die, or oh. they have to put them into hot houses. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, the... it's very, very, very
0: different. Very and different. We're
2: so lucky, really. We're we are. A beautiful we
0: are. Place. We are blessed. And uh, last night we were up at Kings Park. I was just about. I was just and, about to segue uh, into that. We were at a Hortrich Media Association meeting last night up at Kings Park led by Sue McDougall uh, and it was just heaven. I drove in and I just thought I, I'm in heaven. Yes yeah, yeah. and when
2: you just sort of stand back and look at the views over the, oh. the Verticordia garden and you see those beautiful plants so that's just down it sort of sits just below that great big boab that um, came down yeah. on a truck yes. from escarpment. Mm. and um, you look down over to South Perth and yeah. just look at the gorgeous plants and over, over the river and we think we are so lucky to live here. Yes. It's such a gorgeous place and yeah. uh, Kings Park is the jewel in the crown for us people who live in Perth and even yeah, right. anyone who lives anywhere in Western Australia seriously get to Kings Park. It is looking so stunning.
0: Oh, it's just magical.
2: Breathtaking, really breathtaking. And they've done some different things this year. So, the, for instance, they planted the paper daisies later so yes. that people get to enjoy them for a much longer period of time. Smart move. They're really thinking about extending those sort of joyous moments and... Uh, and uh, they're doing an amazing job up she there. She is, and I think Ooh. Sue
0: McDougall leading the charge is yeah. Oh, she's a goddess. Yeah, I think so too. I think so she's too. Great. And uh, what an amazing job she has, and amazing uh, functions to perform. Yes. And it's a big job. It's a massive job, and people just don't comprehend it. No, Um, but she
2: was sharing with us last night about some of the synergies that are happening with the City of Perth. Yeah. So they're really going to join together Kings Park and the City of Perth and I just love that. I love that. Like any time that we're extending plants Anywhere, I think is a fantastic thing. And, you know, people get to see those little vignettes of Kings Park. We want, the city we want Kings
0: Park to spill out into the we rest do. of Perth. <laughs> <laughs> or the rest of Western Australia. Yes. Quite right. Let's
2: not stop there.
0: Okay, 94841927. We have a load of emails. I will let you maybe kick off with a few. How does that I will, sound? I will,
2: I will, I will. I'd Put you straight to, to work. Crack yeah. the whip. Why not, why not? So uh, the first email comes from uh, Phil in Joondalup. And um, he's talking about aphids Mm. and um, the difference between aphids and ladybugs. And we've got, you know, a couple of uh, pictures of roses just completely infested with what looks like aphids. Yeah. But then the next picture, Mm -hmm. a closer look on closer inspection. And that's why first thing in the morning... It is essential for us gardeners to step outside our homes with a hot cup of tea yep. and look around the garden. Um, and this, um, if uh, Phil takes a closer look, which uh, they definitely have, um, they'll notice that there's ladybugs on their on their roses. So it may not be in fact an aphid infestation. It may well be the ladybugs and the, well the the uh, young. Stage of the ladybug. So be careful um, just bringing out the spray is the first thing to do. Um, have a look and see what's there. And if they really bother you, they're really not going to do that much damage, to be perfectly honest. I don't think they will. Um, I think that, you know, if you're really worried about them, finger and thumb, Squish yeah. a few. Yeah. Um or just squirt them off with the high pressure. Harness. Well what
0: I did during the week or last weekend. See my, my life is a blur at the moment. I just gently held each stem and I put the uh water pressure down lower yeah. and I just sort of gently using my hands and, and and remove them that way because I aphids seem to have really been going for gold this year. They yes. just seem to be more of them. But in they're general, really. But they're cyclical they're and they'll be gone soon. They will be gone yeah. soon.
2: And then everyone's going to be ringing up about the jelly thrip.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, quite right. um,
2: look, I, I think it is as uh, Ray just said. Look, they won't be here for very long. Um, put up with them or squirt them. Give them a little shower over the leaves. Uh, don't do it at night time. Probably best mm. to do it first thing in the morning because roses don't like water on them at night time mm. um, they tend to get fungal disease and things like that so yeah just give it a little squirt with the hose, nice shower as Ray said, I said high pressure but Ray said oh, a little Oh well shower, so I've got young roses <laughs> <laughs> they won't, they wouldn't uh, handle yeah. it. So um, yeah just give them a little squirt, they'll be right um, and yeah don't introduce too many chemicals because you kill off the good bugs.
0: Exactly. And
2: we like good bugs don't we? We need them. We love them. Um, and then we have um, an email here um, from Elaine in Cardinia talking about bees, um, and uh, she's found lots of bees outside her laundry door, um, and you know, sort of wondering why they why, why they're hovering, why they're hovering. So um, they're obviously they're looking for some food, beef bee food. Mm-hmm. They'll be hovering around, there might be something there that's a particular scent that they're well, chasing. Well if
0: you read on there is. there was a scent and um, she, she's worked out what it is. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah so
2: um, it's um, here she goes on to say about uh, lemongrass, uh, hang a rag of lemongrass oil and they will be there in an instant. Yeah. So uh, yeah very interesting. It's, it's good uh, seeing people sort of work through Things in the garden, issues, and 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 come up with
0: solutions. Yeah, and and she's found out what the bees were attracted to. So, yeah, lemongrass oil.
2: Yeah.
0: So if you're growing some lemongrass in the garden, yeah, you thing. attract them
2: into your garden. So good, good thing. We need more bees. And, you know, the blue-banded bees and the, the native bees are probably uh, more efficient pollinators than, in fact, the uh, European bees. Mm. So uh, more of those would be good too. Mm-hmm. And if you look around, they're just starting to sort of emerge now. You'll yeah. start seeing them now yeah. in yeah. the garden. All right,
0: one more. I'm sort of definitely have to work you hard today, love. I, one more. I know, I know. I'm,
2: I'm, I'm feeling the pressure.
0: <laughs> Sorry. No, <laughs> know, know
2: that's all right. Um, so uh, the next one is from Charmaine in Wilson, or it could be Charmaine Wilson, I'm not sure. <laughs> and uh, Charmaine's query is about the kangaroo paws, and she's got. Uh, she's concerned that um, usually uh, the green ones are the first to come out and then the red ones come. Um I would uh, give them a little bit of uh, native slow-release release, uh, fertiliser mm. um, and give them a little bit of a push along. Mm. Um, the thing is, um, in their natural habitat, uh, the anagazanthus or kangaroo paw uh, don't flower en masse like you would see in Kings Park. They're all um, the ones that we see in our garden centres and at Kings Park have all been propagated and forced to flower the way that they do and they're so stunning and they get lots of uh, you know lots of love and care and so um, when we have them in our home garden we need to offer that as well. So these ones look a little stressed. They do. Um, Their soil looks a little poor which is okay um, but a little bit of fertiliser and they will Coming
0: to Bloom for sure. I um, met this lady yesterday at the Rockingham outside broadcast, and I did say to her she was talking to me, and I actually recommended exactly what you've said. Um, but I said, look, send us a photo, and the photo tells the story, doesn't yes. it? It, doesn't it really does. It yeah. really helps us uh, uh, identify and diagnose, if you like, the the, the issues the issue, and provide yeah. better uh, answers to yeah. you. So. And
2: look, you know. Um, just because it's a native plant Mm. it doesn't mean that it doesn't it won't benefit from having mature compost in the soil from uh, you know really improving the soil better soil but, you know, yeah. better quality soil, your plants are going to bloom better. Um, so it's not just fertiliser. It's about improving the soil as well. And when you think about Rockingham and all the places on the coastal plain, our soil is pretty depleted. Oh, gosh. And pretty yes. tired. So yes. we do need to help it along a bit. And um, that's why I'm a big advocate for mature compost. Yeah. I love it, love it, love I it. I love it too. And it, it really does work. And mm. um, it's very inexpensive, actually. Um, and you'll find that you might not even, need to use a fertiliser if you're using mature compost yeah yeah yeah, and you can definitely put it on native plants absolutely yeah
0: yeah Mm. yeah. so no she was saying with me that the plants are five years old and they flower every year but not this year. Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just said to her I'd be looking at um, a slow release yeah. for native fertilizer. Native fertilizer, for yeah. The they plants. just get a bit tired after yeah, a while. Yeah. And
2: especially if they've bloomed their heads off for the last five years, yeah, that's they pretty may good. miss a year. That's pretty and good. They'll value. Be back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So give them a bit of a nurture along, they'll still come. They'll still
0: come back for sure. 94841927. Joining us shortly will be Lorraine Johnson from the Epiphytic Cacti and Hoya Society. She will be with us after the break, which is coming up shortly. I can let you squeeze one more in and then you can have a breather. (laughs) One more. Talking about lawns and
2: uh, weeds in the lawn. So anyone that's got a lawn at the moment, you'll notice that as the lawn is springing back into life, because lawns really don't grow very much over the winter. So don't fertilise them in the winter. It's a waste of time and money. So now's the time when we need to start thinking about fertilising our lawn and removing some of the weeds. Um, So you could remove them by mowing them, Mm -hmm. because as the lawn grows a bit more, the weeds will grow too. And you could mow them and exhausting the weeds in that way. Or you could simply... These ones that... um, uh, our uh, friendly listener uh, elaine is um, has showed us um, they're very easy just to pull out super easy so you just um, you know finger and thumb and and pull them out of the ground make they these ones have a tap root they're a sort of a broad leaf weed weed they have a tap root so they're quite easy to pull out at the moment and because the ground is a little bit dry uh, but still with a bit of nighttime moisture um, they come out very easy I, I was doing I, that I, myself and uh, I was pulling out some uh, big spreads of bindi uh, earlier Ooh. this week and um, they are super easy to pull out really if you let them grow a little bit they're really easy because they sort of have tentacles that spread and if you just grab that together and, and pull it out and you not get with your that bare hand role. or they're not quite oh I've got pretty tough old gardener's <laughs> hands but yeah probably somebody else needs to uh, wear some <laughs> delicate little flower like you Ray. Yeah. Yes, quite <laughs> Beautiful right. Beautiful nails and hands, um, but uh, yeah, but you can pull them out. Definitely get some nice. Actually, what you need is a thinner gloves, not thick gardening no, gloves. No, no, because you want to be able feel. to feel it. I yeah. agree. That's why yeah.
0: I tend to not use gloves in the garden because I like to feel everything I in my do hands. Too. It's, yeah, yeah,
2: I like to get the dirt under my nails. I think it's good for you. It is
0: apparently <laughs> all those soil
2: microbes. Yeah, are gonna be good, and definitely um, looking more at the photos here. Uh, it all needs a fertilize, a good fertilizer and now's the now's time to year to do it. Yes. So um, get out there and fertilise the lawn. There's a good job for um, this weekend. For this weekend, and anyone can fertilise the lawn with a little spreader, yeah. just with a little hand twister. It's super Way easy to go. do. Yeah, it's not an arduous task. Not at all. But don't put big clumps of fertilizer. You just want a nice, even, thin layer. And those little spreaders are very inexpensive. They you are. You can do it by hand. Yeah. And um, it sort of looks like a a hand. Cheese, like a parmesan cheese grater, but a bigger size. It does. uh, They work very, very well. They're great. And uh, then you get the right amount of fertiliser. You're not over-fertilising it. If you do it by hand and just cast it like you're feeding Mm. the chooks, Mm. you're going to end up with big clumps and patches. Yeah, yeah. correct.
0: Okay. All right. We'll be back in a moment. Cartoon Radio. You are listening to Let's Talk Gardening. It's 25 minutes after 8 and my special guest in the studio this morning is Andrea Whiteley, blogger, HMA member, writer, speaker and garden consultant. That's me. And what a busy girl you are <laughs> and a wealth of knowledge too. Now Shirley called in uh, from Stratham and she does agree with wiping off the aphids and giving them a little squirt of water. She's been doing that for years and she said it really works. Now we're heading to Scarborough. Hayley, Good morning.
3: Oh, good morning. Um, I'm hoping you can help me. I have a 10-year-old jacaranda tree and it's only ever flowered once when it was about five years um, old. And I'm just wondering if there's something I can give it to help it flower.
2: Well, Hayley, yes, you can. Do you fertilise it at all? Um, Yes, I have given it chicken manure. No, so that's not going to be enough. So what you need is something for flower and fruit. Okay. Um, so definitely, um, so just go into the um, the um, nursery or garden centre and um, find something for flower and fruit, and you'll find that that's a balanced fertiliser for the tree. And um, but they do like. Some jacarandas do take a little while to get established and then flower, and you'll find all of a sudden you'll think, oh, what caused that to flower? I'm not really quite sure. I didn't do anything different, and you know it could just be climactic conditions, or it could be just suddenly discovered something in the soil that it likes that it's able to take up easily, and that'll be it for that year, and um, you'll get it to flower that year. But to help it along, I would definitely put. um, So you could go and get a bag chicken manure. You'll find will just burn the roots potentially so um, they have quite um, quite good surface roots the jacarandas so um, I, I wouldn't advise on using chicken manure for that. I'd, I'd use something a little gentler so a bag of mature compost or mushroom compost would be great around the base uh, in a circle around the base of the tree and water that in really well and then give it a slow release for flower and fruit and you'll find that it will reward you.
3: So release. Okay, that's awesome. Thank you so much for your help. Okay, thank
0: you. Good Hayley. luck, Haley. Bye. Cheers for that. Okay, right. We had there's an open garden this weekend. Okay. Now it's open today and tomorrow between ten and four. It's called the Kennedy Garden. It's located at five Sultana Lane. I love the name <laughs> of that. Five Sultana Lane The Vines. And uh, it's 4,000 square metres and it ranges from natural bush to a green oasis. And it's very drought-hardy. There's natives and something for everyone. Now, I was up at the open garden last Sunday. I managed to get up to the Felicity Garden up in Gidgegana. Oh, wow, it was sensational. I'd love to hear from listeners if any of you actually... Uh, made the journey to Gidgeganup and saw that garden. It was well worth it. And the drive up there on the way, all the beautiful uh, wildflowers on the way on the sides of the road, you know, I had to keep my eyes on the road. But, oh, the gorgeous blue Lesha was just everywhere. It was just divine. The drive alone, let alone when I got to the garden, it was breathtaking. I'm told by Joy Ross... Uh that this Kennedy Garden is as good. Wow. Uh, okay, so it's uh one to try and get across to today, if you can. Five Sultana Lane at the Vines is and uh open today and tomorrow between ten and four. We've got a lot of gardens coming up too between now yeah. and dare I say, Christmas. <laughs> yeah. And what a beautiful day to head up through the Swan Valley up Perfect. into the vines. It's so relaxing.
3: Gorgeous, yeah. yes. I,
0: I just find, yeah, when I'm in a garden or I'm driving in uh, in those environments like I did last weekend, I relax. My whole demeanour changes. Same as when we were up at Kings Park last Absolutely. night. I felt alive and calm. It's because we're,
2: because you're immersing yourself in nature. Yeah, It's a very powerful yeah, thing. it really and, is. And, um, you know, even if you can't, you know some people are unable to get in the car and drive somewhere but if you yeah. can just immerse yourself in your own garden and just step outside and just breathe in in the fresh air and and uh, mm. you know just whatever type, kind of garden you've got just immerse yourself just a little bit in nature you'll feel better
0: oh 100%, 100%.
2: it does incredible things for mm. your mind and
0: your body absolutely, so absolutely you don't have to get <laughs> a sweat advocate you no don't have you don't work not. out a sweat no exactly <laughs> you could just be you just be sometimes, we just need to be Alright, we're in Wellard Mike, good morning Good morning, how are you ladies? Hello Mike, how are you going? I'm very well, thank you,
4: I enjoy your show every week when I'm able to listen anyway Now I have a fr- quite a few fruit trees but I get a lot of fruit from this peach tree at the moment last few years, but they're all very small
5: Okay
4: So what, what point do you thin out? Do you thin out Uh, Everything on certain branches or a certain amount, what's the best Uh, thing to
2: do? Yes, now that would be a good idea. So so tell me about um, how you're looking after your peach tree because uh, Ray and I were just talking about um, having fruit trees. And Mm. the thing about having fruit trees is that they are quite a lot of work and um, they do require care throughout the growing season, but also throughout the rest of the year as well. So tell me, Mike, about um, how you're looking after your peach tree.
4: Well, sorry, ladies, you're not going to like this.
2: <laughs> you don't look after it. <laughs> We're not here to judge uh, you, Mike.
4: <laughs> exactly. I, sorry, I lied because uh, this uh, season I have uh, fertiliser, but I've done nothing for 10 years, and I've got fruit coming out of my ears. I tell you, yeah. I cannot I cannot eat. I've still eaten fruit. Uh, I've got citrus at the moment, which is just about finished, and I'll have that one month where I don't get fruit, and I throw away or give away, and we make jams and so forth. And I've done nothing. Well, I used to put on a bit of... Um, uh, sheep manure that was all once a year, yeah, but this year i 've uh, put a, uh, um, a a complete fertilizer on them, so i 'm going to see what uh, the difference is, but other than that i 've done nothing to them i 've prune them as rough as I can and uh, yep. cover them with a fruit fly net to keep the fruit flies out and uh, The feud is absolutely beautiful, brilliant, all my trees produce immaculately and oh, I do that's
2: nothing wonderful.
0: To. So, so Mike, you treat
2: them mean. Yeah But you must have good soil, Mike, where Mm. you are Just in your little patch of wellard You must have really good soil I
4: wouldn't have thought it was Look, I used to have a mark garden I wouldn't have thought it was But, you know, my wife, obviously, when she put them in She put them in the ground first And probably put all good stuff in around it uh, Because it
6: always
4: goes way overboard But uh, i tell you what They don't lack uh, in producing the fruit for me at all well, that uh, so, um, yeah.
2: what what she did is uh, set them up for the future, and um, you know, by putting yep. good tucker in the hole at planting time is yep. really, you know, it does work wonders. So, so it's, that's, it's that's not just something that we now. say, yeah. yeah. So in terms of your peach, just delivering smaller fruit. Yep. Um, I would definitely thin it off um, a little bit. Uh, so, ta- you know, as they start to emerge, just just reduce it by, you know, maybe 20% and see how you go with that. It's a bit of an experiment, but so um, you do see the, how that
4: goes. Whole bre- Do you do a whole branch or half of whatever's on the branch? No, so the- just
2: randomly go through and oh, okay. take about 20% off the whole tree. Okay.
4: Right. Okay. Just random. Because they, as they get big, some of them do get a nice size, but just it's a lot that are only. Small size, right? I still eat them, but uh, yeah. yeah. Well, they're
2: okay. just a bit fiddly, though. If they're too small. Um, so yeah. And
4: I'm not, I'm not fussy, though. So I eat whatever when they're <laughs> oh, there, I'd, I'll come out here in the morning, just doing it. I'll just eat half a dozen first thing, and then when I come home.
2: <laughs> oh, you must be fighting fit, Mike.
4: Oh, I am. I am. So uh, <laughs> good on you. All right, lady. Yeah.
2: yeah I'll see how I go. Enjoy. Oh, one more Enjoy question. Your one pictures. more question. Yes,
4: sure. I also have a plum tree that. It's been a while since it's produced well. Now, it's absolutely flowers galore. Last year, I probably picked, I'd say, 30 plums off it, and that was all. And that's probably my worst-producing tree.
2: Right. Has Uh, it got a friend? Because plums need a pollinator.
4: Well, I've got a different one. I don't know whether it's compatible with that, but I know that this tree did have fantastic fruit the first few years. Right. And then it stopped for some reason or other. The others are fine. But this one, now, it's, it's loaded with flowers now. Right. But okay, Mike. Me, here's sure your task
2: say. for this weekend. Right. Go to a good garden centre and right. get some mature compost. Get some okay. mushroom compost or mature compost and um, put that in a circle around the base of each of your or each of your peach or each of your fruit trees. And, right. and water it in well. Don't dig it. Just water it in well. Yep. Um, so just in a circle and watch watch them take off.
4: Okay. All right. I'll give it a try and see what happens.
2: All righty. A bit of love. Thank you, ladies. Thanks, Thanks, Mike. Mike.
4: (laughs) Enjoy your day. Bye. You
0: too. Cheers. All right. And so now we're heading to Bifood. We're chatting with Marjorie and Paul Lorraine Johnson. Our guest is uh, having trouble finding us. So we're trying to assist her. That is not I'm a, glad that it's is, not just me. I was about to say that there's not a surprise at Curtin University to f- have trouble finding your way. The poor thing. She's probably panicking. I think I had to get a police escort the first time. That's I... right. That's right. A police <laughs> <didn't>... escort in. <laughs> I didn't
2: have my phone with me. And... Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I what a flagged night, down yeah. a police car and
0: here I came. I don't encourage people to come <laughs> here, actually, because I just know how hard it is. And you can end up in tears very <laughs> easily, let me tell you. We're in Byford, Marjorie, good morning. Good morning. How is how are you, ladies? We are Hello, well. Marjorie. That's good.
7: Listen, I've got a um, a gardenia. It's fence high and it's a yellow. I can't remember the name of it though. But it's it's yell it's going the leaves are going yellow. Now my other gardenia's are quite green and healthy looking, but yep. this particular one is just Uh, going yellow. So I've
2: got uh, one that's doing exactly the same at the moment and what I've observed over the years is um, that particular gardenia will drop a whole lot of leaves um, because they're the older leaves I guess, um, drop a whole lot of leaves and then it will uh, put on a whole lot of new growth. So I think it's just part of Uh, the growth cycle for that Um, Um, so I would just wait you'll probably start seeing buds and things emerging um, fairly soon some new leaf will be coming it's just the plant's way of shedding shedding old old uh, foliage Um, so so gardenias do tend to do that for sure okay it's not because it's next to a limestone wall uh, it could have something yeah, to do with it, yeah. They don't helpful. really like um, that sort of alkaline soil. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it it might have enjoyed it for a little while, but then it, it might have hit the foundations of that limestone wall. Okay, so what do I do? Just... just um pull it out through winter and put it somewhere else. You could do that, yep, just wait until uh, the weather's cool. It's a bit hot now. But um, yep. also what you could be doing is um, adding some um, some soil, sort of uh, more of an acid type of potting mix. Um, yep. So yep. something for camellias and azaleas. If you put that around the base of it and water that in, um, you're going to help change the pH just ever so slightly. Um, I always yeah. I don't really recommend trying people trying to change the pH. I think you've got to sort of grow what you can where you live but um, uh, yeah, it point. is if you've got that in the ground and you love it and um, you you want it to do well, then that might be something that you could do to to improve the health of it for sure. so okay. it's just a, a potting mix for camellias and azaleas. Okay. Thank you very much for that. Oh, I'll right.
0: try it. good Thank you. Thanks, mate. Bye-bye. Cheers for that. And I do know that gardenias do like a bit of a program of trace elements they as well. They really do. Yeah. Um, they're
2: quite hungry feeders. Yeah. Um, and if they're, especially if they're not in a position that they love, um, you'll find that you do have to look after them a bit, yeah. a bit.
0: And not and be careful with the water because it's very easy to over water and they don't like wet feet. No. All right, let's see where we shall move to. We're heading down to Morangaroo. And when I say down, I'm referring to the screen in front of me, people. It's actually up. (laughs) Not geographically. (laughs) All right, we're chatting with Leslie. Good
8: morning. Uh, Good morning. Uh, Just a quick question. Uh, It's to do with, like, the snow peas have finished. Yep. And I want to let the nitrogen go back into the soil. Do I chop up uh, the you know what's left of the snow peas and dig it into the soil or do i just let it drop like i could cut all the string out yesterday and remove the supports yep um so what do I do? Just chop? Do I chop it up? So,
2: Leslie, look, into? I'm a chop and drop kind of gal, and um, I think that, that that will work just as well. So just, uh, you know, uh, undo all the string as you've already done, remove the trellising and just chop and drop or put them into your compost uh, either way.
8: Um right. so yeah. Do I just leave it, leave it now and, like, uh, right, what, do I just keep watering it? Oh no 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 no! Once no. once never once,
2: once you've uh, harvested the snow peas, they're of mm-hmm. no further use. The plant is of no further use, so it's a waste of water to keep watering it. So you okay. can pull them out green if you're sure that they've finished uh, producing fruit uh, or you the vegetable. Yeah. Once they're finished, which I think they probably are by now, um, just yeah, just remove them from the soil and um, and and use them in your compost or chop and drop as you say.
8: Yeah, because I was just thinking, I would read somewhere about uh, putting the nitrogen back into the soil. Well, it's really well,
2: just going to add add um, nutrients back into your soil for sure. Yep, yeah. right, it's good so to put it I in really... either in the form of your from your compost heap, mm-hmm. or from or you could just put it in you know into the garden bed for sure. Either way, whatever okay, works so for just you. Just chop it up and dig it in. Yeah, yeah you, no, you don't have and, to dig and... it. Just drop it.
8: Drop it and leave it there for a bit? Yeah. Right, okay, and then have a break because oh. I know it gets to where it actually is. It gets too hot for anything to, it's just too much waste of water to grow anything. To oh, yes. so no, I wouldn't be
2: watering the plants once they finish.
8: So just leave it, yep.
2: Absolutely, yeah, good one.
8: All right, then stick to eating. Yep,
2: yeah. no digging, Leslie. Leave <laughs> the digging alone. <laughs> <Happy to laughs> Thanks, Leslie. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye, Leslie. You.
0: Bye-bye. All right, and we shall go to a quick break. And when we return, we're chatting with Ron in Mandurah and George of Cannington. Curtain Radio. And we're back again. This is Let's Talk Gardening, and we've been joined in the studio. Special guest this morning, along with Andrea Whiteley, is Lorraine Johnston. Now, Lorraine is the Vice President of the Epiphytic Cacti and Hoya Society. Lorraine, good morning. Good morning. Thank, Thank you, you for trekking for in, morning. and we're sorry you got lost, but we are not <laughs> surprised. Do not stress. Okay, and I'll get you just to speak into the microphone as well, love. Thank yeah, you. okay. Now, we're just heading to Mandra. We're talking about vintage roses. Yay. Ron, good morning.
9: Good morning. Just um, something wonderful and a bit strange. I've got a whole stack of vintage roses. Um, Have you got
0: your radio on in the background, Ron? Yeah. Just get you to. Turn that off for a squire?
9: Yeah, is that better?
0: You. That's much better, yep. thank you.
9: Yep. Um, the other, there was something strange. I was out, out there, and you know, ladybirds are uh, um, um, red, red and black, which yep. is quite normal, but I, there was one there, they were actually mating, but the one that was mating with it was actually gold. Now, I've been a gardener ever since I've been a seedling, and I've never seen uh, any other coloured um, ladybird, but it, it was gold.
2: They do come in a multitude of colours, so yeah, don't be surprised, too surprised, Ron, um, but um, what a joy to yeah. see different colours in your garden. You must be uh, doing something right down there in Mandurah to be attracting yeah. all those beautiful good bugs.
9: Yeah, well, there was actually, the lady was speaking about aphids. There was plenty, plenty on there, and I didn't know whether they were trying to make up time and make make more babies to eat more aphids. Was... Well,
2: hopefully, yes, that's what, that's their job in life. So, um, yes, uh, be careful what you uh, what you're killing because it could well be the ladybird larvae. They look very similar to Go aphids, home. very mm-hmm. very similar. So uh, you've got to be careful not to kill everything. But, oh, uh,
9: there, there was mount, there was mountains of them. They're just yeah, hundreds of them. Just thick as thick as anything, all yeah. out, all over the place. Well, that's never, food for
2: never, the ladybirds. So, so um, yeah, don't don't knock off their food source.
9: <laughs> no, no, yeah. <laughs> and the other thing, I've got four worm farms, and the whole garden I, I use with um, worm juice.
0: Fantastic.
9: Uh, yeah, been been doing that for years and years. Yeah, that's, and,
0: that's magic, Ron.
9: Yeah, no, nothing else gets put on there. Really? Um, yeah, I got but flowers and roses, and the front garden at the moment just a blaze of flowers. It's quite mm. quite nice actually.
2: How so, beautiful! I love that. Which, I
9: it's love funny. I've never seen a different coloured ladybird. Never, you know. Um, I'm 75 going on 60 and I've never seen a a
0: different coloured one. Yeah, it's your lucky year. Well, I've just spied Fay out in uh, the foyer there, so I know she'll be jumping in here shortly and uh, we'll get her comment on that as well, Ron, so keep listening and send us a photo of your garden, please.
9: Yeah, yeah, well, how how do I send it? Can you you
0: email? Can you email? Yes. Okay, have you got a pen?
9: Um, yeah, I can do sure Actually, you know
0: what? I'm going to put you back to Bev and she will give you the details. How's that yeah. sound? All right. I'm going to pop, pop you back to Be- Bev, Ron. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. And let's head to. Who's next? We're in Cannington. We're talking about fertilising lawn. George, hello.
1: Good morning. How are morning. you?
0: All? Hi, George.
1: Fine. Okay, hello. Um, you spoke about fertilising the lawn yes. this morning, right? Now, we've got a large block, but a, a small front garden because we built the house uh, forward. And in the front garden, we've got lots of borders with lots of flowers and a small lawn. Gorgeous. So I, th- I, th- I thought to myself, oh, yeah, the small lawn, I like to keep it nice and uh, go and get some fertilizer. Yes. Well, the last time I bought fertilizer would have been um, three or four years ago. And uh, I think I paid about 10 or $12 mm-hmm. for a small bag. I went down to get some yesterday. And, uh, the smallest bag you could buy, which, uh, I, I'm... Think would be about five kilo, thirty five dollars.
2: I know everything's gone up and uh, everything. But you know what? The the fertilisers these days are very sophisticated. Mm. Um, They're using technology to really improve the types of fertilisers, so you only need to use exactly what the preparation says you should use. Don't you? Don't ever think that more is better. So. you know, just little and often for lawn fertilising, George. So, um, d- that bag should last you quite a long time if you've only got a small lawn. Yeah, or you yeah. might want to share the cost with a friend, with a neighbour or a friend, and uh, um, use it up that way. But you probably won't need that huge big bag of it, I'd say.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just to uh, how much it's gone up.
2: Yeah. Uh, one, further,
1: yeah. One, further, one further point about um, black spot on roses. I've uh, I've got it on mine, and um, I, I've been spraying with uh, the, the proper spray that I bought, and also I've tried it with um, washing up liquid, which which works every bit as good, and um, I still, still haven't got rid of it, I'm, now I'm down to pulling all the dead uh, leaves off, the yellow leaves, every day, which is, is keeping it right down. But um, it, it just can't get can't get rid of it. Okay, I George.
2: Heard. So let me just take you back a step. When you uh, prune your roses, and this will be something for you to remember for next year. Uh, for gardeners, we're always looking forward to the next year, right? We're always thinking about what's going to happen in twelve months' time. Mm-hmm. We don't think about what happened yesterday because that's already passed. We can't fix that. But um, think about when you are pruning your roses next year, um, and thinking about doing them sort of August, even early September for pruning. I'm leaving it later and later every year. Yeah. Um, And when you prune them, you need to spray them with lime sulphur. And um, that is um, a fungicide and um, it's quite a natural sort of product. It's not a... um, you know it's not a nasty thing Um, so you spray them with lime sulphur until they're dripping when the cuts are fresh so you can't wait till the next day when the cell walls have closed over so it's important to spray them on that day with the lime sulphur until the plant is dripping and remove all the leaves from around the base of the plant and you'll find that if you keep that area clean with no no leaves from the previous year that you will definitely reduce the amount of black spot in your roses so you so next year's crop of roses will have no black spot i can't guarantee no but you, you'll definitely see a, a massive reduction in the amount of but, because black spot is a fungal disease oh so. that's
1: wonderful thanks can you buy lime sulfur in the spray
2: uh, no you have to mix it up yourself because it's not stable
1: Okay, but do you buy it by a, pack, by a packet or No, you, you buy
2: it in a, in a bottle and it has Snickers a little bomb. mixer thing on mm. the side. Mm. So it's mm-hmm. super easy to mix up and you just spray it. It doesn't smell too flash, but um, it's the odor de parfum for my uh, winter gardening. Mm. <laughs> I always seem to smell like lime sulfur. I can't help it. I just say, bad luck, I'm a gardener. It, That's is, it is. That's how I smell it. That's how I roll. Um, but... Um, yeah, it really will make a huge difference for you. And also cleaning up underneath every single bush, making sure you've got no old leaves under there because what that does is that uh, stops the old leaves from inoculating the soil with the same fungus over and over and over.
1: Oh, that's thank you. Thank you. But this applies to standard roses as well.
2: Oh, everything, every, all
1: roses. Yeah. Yep. Okay, thank you very much.
2: Good on you, George. Okay. Thank you, George.
0: All right, and we'll squeeze one more in. We're talking about an apple tree. We're in Manning, which is where we are also located, or Bentley, I should say, close
10: to Manning. Kate, good morning. Good morning. Hi, it's Kate. Yes. Um, I just have a, a quick question. I rescued, or or not rescued, I suppose, but bought um, on the clearance thing from from the big green shed an apple tree last year. Um, was looking very sad and have had it planted. I, I've planted, repotted it um, in a half wine barrel with new soil and everything. Um, it kind of, it's got what looks like little buds on it, but it's it's never flowered or anything like that. Is there anything? I kind of was hoping that this year it might sort of start showing something. So, okay, um, be giving it
2: apple trees need a friend. So, you have to have a pollinator yeah. for your apple tree for it to mm-hmm. produce fruit. So you need two, or if it's grafted, that's okay as well. Sometimes you can get an apple tree that uh, has two different types of apple-compatible apples grafted onto the one plant. So you could definitely grow that in a pot. I always err on the side of don't buy a plant from the clearance bench because it's probably on the clearance bench for a reason. It's on the way out. Um, and I mean sometimes I'll be very tempted and Mm. rarely does it work so um, just be you know you probably spent a large amount of money on the wine barrel now and the potting mix and everything else so you might be better off rather than persisting with that particular tree which doesn't sound too healthy go and buy yourself a double grafted apple tree that has the two compatible apples on it and you will be much more successful and you'll be so much happier kate
10: okay right i shall do that then good advice yeah it's,
2: it's you're throwing you might potentially be throwing good money after bad i think
10: yeah all right well thank you very much and just a quick thing as well i heard the lady you were talking about the sweet peas my sweet peas have certainly come to an end as well but i seem to have got a a disease or something to them as well. The bottom leaves and and stems are yellow with black spots. Now, I'm assuming I don't throw that in the compost. I just put them in the bin.
2: Yeah, I put them just in the bin, yeah, if they're showing any signs of fungal disease. But you know what, that's the natural life cycle of those plants. They um, they do die off and that's that's how they, it's a bit like a rose too, you know, it, it gets these diseases because it tells you that it's time for you to prune it or remove it out of your garden. It's the time for it to finish, so uh, that's the natural life cycle of plants really. So So it's just the end of the sweet piece. Um, Look, I don't think it could do any harm putting it in the compost. If your compost is hot enough, it should, uh, it should, if the, uh, it will remove any of those um, fungi um, that are detrimental to your plants. Yep.
10: Okay. All right. Thank you very much.
0: Lovely day. You too. Bye. Bye. Okay. We'll be back in a moment. Curtain Rio. This is Let's Talk Gardening, and um, we've been joined by Faye Caro. Fancy meeting oh, you here. Of pleasure. Oh. Lady of leisure. <laughs> thank you, everyone, for
5: keeping things going while oh, I've been powering away.
0: coming along. I know you've got a busy <laughs> life at the moment. Tell listeners. Well, I
5: I had a painter starting today. Well, I had to shuffle about 19 hanging fern baskets oh. out of the way, decobweb the patio, blow her back, and then I just snuck in a quick lawn mow. And probably oh. hanging a load of washing
0: <laughs> as, well. as you do, no, and no, wash the nothing. floors and dust it. And... No, no, oh, no. Lord. Someone else does that for me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I haven't
5: got time for housework. Oh, tell it's
0: all me about, about, about the it.
8: outside. It is. All yeah. right,
0: and Lorraine, we shall be chatting with you very soon. We're just heading to Mandurah, Maggie. Good morning.
8: Oh, good morning, girls. Hi, Maggie. Um, hello. Um, I was just saying. But you know you sort of had to have a grafted one. it will grow by seed, won't it? because mine i I was building a house and about thirty years ago, and the, the guard the builders must have thrown seeds from an apple on their having their lunch just into the sand that they'd made the pad with and up came this thing, and my friend said, "Well look, that's an apple tree." so I put it in a pot. And then I put it in the ground when I got the garden going. And, um, when it was about, it was about eight feet high, it was. It had fruit all the time, and it was only a seed.
2: So and yes. That... So you've ever read the story as a small child of the of Johnny Appleseed? He went around. <laughs> he went around, and he threw no. the apple seeds, and they ended up producing lots and lots of apple trees. Yes, that is true, and it will be an apple tree, but it will only be one variety. So, if you want an apple tree to perform really well in a pot, you are better off to get one that is a, a double graft, so that it has the pollinator on it. So you mm-hmm. probably probably have somebody somewhere near you that has another apple tree that is a compatible pollinator.
8: Oh, because it, um, I put it straight in the ground when it got to about a foot high and um, by the time it was eight feet high, it didn't, flow, it didn't fruit for the first couple of years but it always had fruit after that. I used to just chop a bit off it and cut it back to keep it yeah, one height. One. Yep. Were and they, they had nice apples,
5: apples Maggie?
8: Yes, they were. They were lovely.
5: Very if good. I yeah. off the
2: birds, so you some have the birds. you'll have a pollinator somewhere, a mystery oh, pollinator so. somewhere close
8: by. So you do not need to have a grass one.
2: You don't have to, no. But if you, it, it's really you'll be more successful if you do. So
8: what if you planted two of them? Well, because I've, I've had I've had ca- apples come up in my, I I, I get by compost into my vegetable garden and that, and I've had the apple trees come up and I've let them grow, and I've had two. Yep. Does that happen if you have the two of them?
2: Yes, but it they to have it? to be the right pollinator.
8: Oh, so if they're the same, because I always get the same apples, would they be, if you planted, you know, if I, if two of them came up and I transplanted them into the garden. You're
2: going to have two of the same.
8: Two of the same, yes. yes. Oh, okay then. And how long would that take before it flowers? Oh, years.
0: Years and years.
8: years. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs>
0: So what you're actually asking, Maggie, you need two different varieties. Two different varieties, that's right.
8: Two different varieties. Correct. I'll see, I'll see. Okay, then. Okay, thank you so much.
0: Good on you. you. Cheers, love.
8: Thank you very much. Love your show. Bye.
0: Thank you. All right, now we are crossing to the news at 9 o'clock. So we have... All of uh, 45 seconds to talk. Um, Lorraine, we will get to you about... You've got a show coming up on the 29th of October, I'm reading. We do. We get you our, nice and you. close to the microphone. Thank you. Yeah. Um,
6: we have our annual show, which is also the state championships. Um, so that
0: means like judging and... Yes, we have oh, a judge comes in
6: yeah. uh, who's a authorised judge from the Horticultural Council of WA. Yes. And um, he judges... The state championships, uh, there's 11 um, scheduled areas in uh, the show. Yeah. So uh, and it usually takes the judge two and a half hours to go through the lot. Oh, for
0: sure. And um, mm. yeah. And it's, where will that be
6: held? It's at the Bassendine um, Community Hall.
0: All right. And so um, people can go along and watch that? Uh,
6: the no. judging... No? Uh, Yes, they can. Oh, okay. But from 12 o'clock onwards, um, Joe Public can come in and um, have a look at uh, the plants that have uh, won prizes. Uh, and also the state champion.
5: It's she a winners. very worthwhile event. the yeah. The plants that are on show are just jaw dropping. The flowers mm. and high you you do see the best of what the best of the best, best,
6: yep. best of the best. Yes. And yep. Okay, so and the public
5: can come in, and we
6: do
0: have plants for sale as that's, well. That's yeah. My next question. All right, everyone. It is nine o'clock. We're heading for a maximum today of 23, right now sitting on 16.9. And of course, it is sunny. And the minimum overnight is forecasted at 8. Tomorrow, the maximum of 22, partly cloudy. And the minimum overnight from Sunday into Monday is 12. Possible shower on Monday and a maximum of 19 as well. And as uh, we mentioned earlier, our rainfall for October is sitting at six point six mils scary okay. scary scary, so but we 're actually doing quite well as far as the full year. The total rainfall so far this year we 're actually ahead of uh, two thousand and nineteen, so we 're not doing too badly, but yeah, more rain is always required it 's always going to be a th- a thorn in and our and side.
2: better gardening techniques. Yes, of course. A little bit more rain and better gardening techniques. Yes. Be smarter. I, th- I th- be a think a smarter we're getting gardener.
5: some rain this week. Oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: later, later <laughs> It'll probably be on Wednesday night. when I'm gardening. <laughs> <rather than> <laughs> <Wednesday>. <laughs> yes, Murphy's Law. Every <laughs> single time. And I had a comment here about the jacaranda tree. And uh, Aurella phoned in and she used to work with uh, a fellow who was a bit of a guru in regard to jacaranda trees. And not, we will have heard this one before. But he said when the new shoots start to show, hit the trunk with a cricket bat uh, a couple of times to get the sap moving. Well, what are can, your thoughts on yeah, that? Yeah,
2: you can do that. And you can also with a chain actually cut the um, cut certain sections of the cambium mm. layer and it, it just, because all that does is just shock the plant. That's right. Um, so, yeah, you can do that.
0: And I've heard people I've done whacking, whacking a jacaranda with a chain. Yeah, I just yeah.
2: think that's or an mean. Would seems, you like to be
0: whacked with a chain? I don't think so. Well, I'll it sends be... a
2: clear
3: really. message, Andrew.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Flower or, or leaf. Flower or die, yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay, and I'll let you carry it away pho well
5: let's let's talk to lorraine about hoya and ripsalis and what should people be people be doing with them now because i know there's a big uh revival in hoyas and people are going nuts collecting them right now. especially younger people they love hoyas Mm. definitely and uh collecting them more
2: and more because they make great indoor plants don't they they make excellent indoor plants
6: um and quite expensive too. They People are. People are paying a big price. Big dollars. Uh, mm. For, for Hoyas, yeah. Um, at this point in time, uh, which is October, um, you can start watering normally and you can give them half-strength fertiliser. Um, and what fertiliser would you recommend for Hoyas? One-on-one NPK. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you can slowly increase the fertiliser as we go into spring and summer. Um yeah.
5: So one it, on one NPK, um, a, a liquid or
6: granules? Yes. Yeah. Um, I usually give mine triforte, oh, triforte um, uh, granules uh, at the beginning of spring. Okay. That slow release. Yes. Then uh, every fortnight I will give a different liquid fertilizer, maybe three different brands. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that, uh, yeah. If they any get trace, variety, covering trace, all bases. Mm. Yeah. yeah, trace elements in there. that um, yeah. they can get. to uh, yeah. uh, pick up what they
5: need.
0: And once what, they're flowering period, what is that? Yeah. F- different? different. Um, <laughs> different depending on the on the plant. plant. Yeah. Oh, that makes it easy. Yeah.
6: <laughs> um, some uh, are starting. The peduncles are starting to swell now. Yeah. Um, and others uh, will actually flower in winter. Depends on, on the yeah. difference. So
5: areas. a lot of people will say, oh, I've got a hoya. You know, it's in a protected position, but it's never flowered. I have yep. that. Yep. Do you? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I
6: have that as well. Mm. I've had one that's uh, about 20 years old and it's never flowered. <gasps> um, it's to do with the location, uh, the wind, the light, um, fertiliser. Um, and as I said, my plant has never Never flowered. Mm. Never I wonder if it peduncles.
5: needs a a shock, you know, a, a cold Could spell or hot, more sunlight. The peduncles haven't
6: grown on the stems, mm. so if they're not grown, they've not grown. Um, I've tried to cut mine back and move it around, but it's just never.
5: Is it a particular yeah. variety that uh, maybe is?
6: Puy which is oh. which is quite a common one, and it should uh, have flowers on it, but it. This one just doesn't. Okay. So, <laughs> Probably the one yeah, I've got. The exception <laughs> to the rule. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, location, the right amount of light. Right, what is right the right location. amount of light? Uh, dappled. Dappled uh, light. Yeah. Like a
0: shade house? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh,
6: love shade houses. Yeah. Uh, as you said, they like living inside. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as they get enough light, yeah. but not heat. Um, you can get light that is shaded light or direct light. Uh, you don't want direct light. Direct so the rain, light. maybe
2: just uh, can you explain for um, our listeners what a hoya is? Like a lot of people might not know <laughs> what a hoya is, and um, just describe it for people. It's quite a joyous thing to grow. And people might have seen them in their nana's gardens years yeah. and years ago. They are they're a very old plant, um,
6: and hoya carnosa is the very common one that that uh, grandma used to have, uh, and break a bit off and give you a cutting. Mm. Yeah. But they're epiphytic um, plants that grow up in the trees in uh, uh, the rainforests. So um, Australia actually has um, its own hoyas. WA has its own hoya as well, hoya rupicola. Um, My sister and I, Julia, went looking for it uh, up in the Kimberley, Uh, looked everywhere for it and couldn't find it, and found it at a pub in a pot. As <laughs> you do, as you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, they uh, grow in the leaf litter uh, mm. up in the trees, so yeah. they need uh, good drainage mm. you know, and almost so that, no soil, really. Yeah. Um, they do need soil, but it's it's a very open potting mix. Uh, you know, it's perlite and vermiculite, um, uh, park, you know, uh, pine
5: bark, um, mm. as well as potting mix in there. So loose and open. I found fairly. that was a game changer for me a couple of years ago when yeah. I started investing in either making my own potting mix or yes. understanding that a lot of the plants that I was potting on, yeah. like aroids, liked an open potting they mix. Yeah. And Very you, much
6: like orchid mix.
5: Yes, and when you yeah. bring them home from the shop, they're often in yes. coir or something yes. revolting. Yeah. So And they're you, wet. Yes, yeah. so yeah. you... Get them into a good mix yep. as soon as you can, and away they,
2: they go. go. Mm. They do. Mm. Yep. And they
5: don't like to be over-watered, do they? No,
6: um, because their roots will rot. Mm. Uh, mm. Their roots will rot.
0: Okay, we're heading to Willerton. We're talking about a native frangipani. Jess, hello.
11: Oh, good morning. Uh, yes, I was just asking. I've got the native frangipani, and it's always flowers each year, but at the moment it would be... More flowers and leaves on it. It's just beautiful,
5: mm.
11: and I'm wondering whether they will cut from uh, grow from cuttings.
5: Oh, I would suspect they would easily mm. grow from cuttings. I'd say so. Worth a shot for sure. But certainly, uh, when they produce their pods, Jess, those the seeds in the pods also grow very easily, and quickly. Uh, yeah, I
11: haven't tried that, before, but I've. Um, we just excuse the expression, but hack off the big limbs who are growing too high every year. We cut through them with a saw and that and uh, so that it doesn't get beyond mm. looking after. And uh, it's just magnificent this year. And I just thought I'd try perhaps and grow some the
2: cuttings we cut off But no, it won't grow from a big branch. Uh so the the native frangipani is a different plant altogether from the tropical frangipani or the plumeria, Um completely different plant altogether. So they won't grow like uh, you know, just from the plumeria, which you would just stick in the ground and off she goes. Um yeah. so it needs to be treated a little bit differently and you might have better success uh, as Faye said, from the seed pods. Oh
11: yeah. Okay, it's just that yellowy, you know, yellowy white sort of thing, mostly yellow looking the flower. It's a beautiful look. Mm, They're gorgeous. Beautiful perfume at the moment. All right, I shall try. Thank you. Good
0: luck, luck, Jess.
11: Jess. Bye.
0: Bye. All right, how would you like to win a $75 gift voucher from Bigger Trees in Pickering Brook? If so, you must be a Curtin FM member and not to have won a prize in the last 28 days. Now we we know that bigger trees specialise in frangies and ornamental and fruit trees. They've got a lot of new stock uh, arriving weekly, including hibiscus and advanced citrus, flowering and vegetable seedlings, and grevilleas and kangaroo paws, princess lilies, olives, hedging plants, and so much more. And uh, their new frangipani stock is getting ready. For another amazing frangie season so that's happening soon as well so next week we'll see the arrival of some advanced size singapore whites which are absolutely glorious and uh, they're online Uh, services are proving very, very popular. You can go to the Bigger Trees website or their Facebook page to learn a lot more. Here is our question and our phone number before I give you the question is 94841927. And this is an easy one. Even I knew the answer to this. (laughs) When he was all dressed up for the dance, what would Marty Robbins wear on his white sports coat? We all know the answer to that. Nine four eight four one nine two seven. Make sure you are a Curtin FM member and you haven't won a prize in the last twenty eight days and we will be sending you the seventy five dollar gift voucher this week. Let's head to Yanship. We have a Hoya question. Gary, hello. Good morning, ladies. Morning. 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 Yeah.
4: I've had Hoya in Yanship for quite a while. And last year I just tried an experiment, and I put some pine needles and some pine bark around where my hoya is. And uh, last year it just flowered so magnificently. So I don't know whether it's to, because my soil's alkaline, and whether you know putting the pine bark and pine needles around the base of it, you know, cause them to flower. Now, I've got lots of other hoya that I haven't done that to and they haven't flowered.
2: Interesting. So what are you going to do this year?
4: Uh, well, I have to go and find some pine needles. But well, you've
2: I, got I, plenty I have, of pine needles up there up in the your yeah.
1: but, I, but I have to find the time to do it.
2: Oh. So, Lorraine,
6: what do you think about that? I don't know. There must be something in the, the pine needles when they break
5: down... Um, yeah. Okay. Acidifying the yes. soil, changing yes. the pH, and yeah. and that then allows different nutrient uptake. Like, yes, So the yeah. plant's getting what it needs. Yeah, could well be. Mm. I don't know. You'd have to be. Yeah. A,
2: so,
6: a, something
4: for your listeners to try.
2: Yes.
5: Thank you, Gary. Thank you. Do
2: Good it observation. again. Gary. Do it again. Do it to the others. Uh,
0: yep. Okay. Thanks, Thanks ladies. Cheers Thanks for that. And we do have a winner of the $75 gift voucher from Bigger Trees. We have a winner, uh, Megan from Belcata. So good on you, Megan. Your voucher will be in the mail to you this week. And, of course, the question was, when he was all dressed up for the dance, what would Marty Robbins wear on his white sports coat? Ladies, a, A pink carnation. Woohoo! Okay, thank you, John. That was an easy one for everybody, but we deserve an easy one every now and then. John likes to get tricky on us. It's he does. Of, part of his forte, part of his psyche. Okay,
5: carry on. So, Hoyers still. Um, propagating. When is the best time to propagate them, Lorraine? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Good. Because I was, I was going to suggest that
6: um, we talk about taking cuttings. This is the time of the year that you can take cuttings. Uh, from now right up until maybe March, um, usually about 30 centimetres, although a lot of people nowadays that are selling plants will take two leaves and stick them in. Oh, dear. Um, but, yeah, about 30 centimetres, which might give you about three nodes, so you're putting a node in the soil. Mm. Um, I, I dip mine in pure honey oh, uh, yes. once I take the cutting Yes. Um, uh, and then plant it. I do water it, but sparingly. Don't fertilise it. Um, Yeah, and what mix? Um, The same as it would grow in that open mix. Um, Yeah. So, and it's not only hoya season for cuttings. You can also do Mm. ripsalises, serapages. What um, are serapages? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> them. <laughs> the uh, and what are pipe? them, The Dutchman's
2: hey? Pipe. Remember we talked about the Dutchman's Pipe? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, the Chain of Hearts? Yes. Oh, Cera- uh,
0: chain of Hearts, uh,
6: which is Cerapegia uh, woody oh. eye. just uh, dis- debilis is also another one that hangs right down, but it has long skinny leaves, not like mm. the Chain of Hearts. You need to hearts. use
0: common names with me, yeah. Yeah. Well, so we, need, this is how we educate terms. people,
5: Ray. We yeah. we we start talking about them, and then we get a picture in our minds mm. so that everyone knows. Yeah. Because Sarah Page is are, well, uh, are they the milkweed family? I think that, they are. Yeah,
6: and they some people call them the space space flowers because they are really weird flowers. Well, <laughs> the um,
5: the oh, I'm not sure the, the t- common name of it, but the one commonly known as the condom plant nice yes <laughs> but yeah. stunning and it yeah. it looks oh parachute plant another
0: yes because the flower okay. is like a parachute. maybe we stick with serrapedia so that's more palatable it's yeah. much nicer stick isn't, with the isn't
5: botanical it, it.
0: <laughs> 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 but
5: yeah so if you you know if you google and yeah. you google serrapedia you'll just be amazed what at the diversity. under and, and that's kind of how you get hooked and once no, you get hooked no. you Tell me about it. your eyes open up well we're plant enablers here, aren't we? We yes. are.
0: Totally no. blame you for my predicament. Oh, oh, oh. If I face. Well, <laughs> you sent me a very interesting uh, comment during the week, uh, and, and explain to the listeners what you said. Oh, I can't remember, Ray. Well, you didn't. You said you didn't need an intervention because I've been mentioning that I need someone to intervene, but on, the, on their on their death uh, to intervene with my plant obsessions. You said I don't need an intervention. You said you need someone who enables or other extremists.
5: <laughs> yes, I need. <laughs> to keep other extremists as my friends. yeah it? yeah you need to find your tribe we're a <laughs> <our> tribe <laughs> yes. of
0: extreme extremists yeah it's gone past uh yeah obsession <laughs> but when you yep. get
6: the passion you can't there's no you control. can't
5: turn it off can yeah, no you control. i'm it's sure the constant. there's therapy for it well i i'm honestly starting to wonder andrea because i'm i'm exploring i'm Climbing the walls, you know, literally, I'm growing up walls and I'm creating new ways of growing up and uh, how to fit more in less space. Well,
0: I saw what photos you've been sending through because you're doing a lot of uh, work at the moment and Mm. just moving things around. And it's extraordinary. And I don't see how one person can look after what you've got. It's just extraordinary. I've what started you have. delegating. I called John Bannasavage and well, I said, speaking "I need... of another extremist." No wonder <laughs> he's yeah. just around the corner. From no wonder you're like you are. But I,
5: I delegated that I needed uh, potting mix, so he brought me around a tub of epiphytic or Epiphyte mix, and then mm. I said, look, John, I've got this blower that doesn't work. Can you take it with the charger and the battery and please find out what bit doesn't work? And P.S. So, can... make it work and use it and bring Come it back. back. And then he said, oh, it's the battery. So, you know, I'm delegating all these little tasks yeah. to people who can help me. Yeah, you need help mm. right now. <laughs> <All
0: right. laughs> no, 94841927. Four, Catching Radio. You're with Ray and Faye and special guests in the studio, Andrea Whiteley and Lorraine Johnson. Lorraine, Vice President of the Epiphytic Cacti and Hoyer Society, Andrea Whiteley, garden consultant, blogger, member of HMA, writer, speaker, on it goes. And yeah. you, you're a busy lady. You've got a consult you're telling me as soon as we am, get I am going air. to see
2: um, a, a client of mine from Swanbourne and she has got a fencing issue So she has to get a new fence. So her whole garden (gasps) is, you know, when you have to get a new fence, your whole garden has to change. Yeah. And um, it's when we're going to work through that together. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah. So Sandy, I'll be there soon. Thank (laughs) you because, yes, you allowed me to just uh, carry on and, have a stress-free morning, Andrea. Oh, yeah. Thank you. And You're very welcome.
0: When we were at Kings Park last night, didn't it really come home to us? Not that we needed it to, but just the nurseries, just everything is just pumping at the moment. Stock is flying out the door. Uh, I think the nurseries are struggling to keep up with supply at the moment and people are just coming in and landscapers as well, you know, people uh, you know, that obviously work with you and for you, uh, buying up massive amounts of plants Particularly natives. Yeah, natives Xantharia, really Xantharia I think, are just absolutely mm. under the pump at the moment. Uh, I think people are
2: appreciating um, how well uh, adapted the new, newly bred um, yeah. natives are doing for people yeah. in their gardens. So, um, you know, all of the sort of... Um, The difficulties of our native plants, you know, growing in specific soil types and so on have been bred out now. And so you can have absolutely beautiful specimens Mm. in pots. Um, that take the place of uh, introduced perennials um, and have a stunning native display in your in your own garden. And you know? and
0: one of your subjects at phase written today is WA natives for containers.
2: Yes, look, do that. Um, you know, go to the idea. garden centre and you know you could have three pots together. Look, a grouping of three pots, mm-hmm. and in in the biggest pot have a gorgeous stand of anagazanthus. So in mm. a multitude of different colours, and that's the kangaroo paw, of course. And last night at Kings Park, they were just divine and the, oh. the birds were just dancing oh, no. <laughs> in and out of them at sun, mm. at sunset last night. It was mm. just a really beautiful experience. So plant a big pot of them. They're all in flower at the moment from the garden centres. And uh, so you've got almost an instant instant effect of these beautiful spears of giant kangaroo paw or you could have the small little the little part of the bush series you could have smaller ones but you could have one big pot so that could be your thriller and then you could have a smaller pot of something like scavola which would look beautiful or um, you could have uh, the brachyscome, comb just sort of um, in with little purple daisy like flowers so that could be your third pot um, and just combine Mining three pots, or you could do it all in one great, great big giant pot. Um, but think about using Australian native. Web- particularly West Australian native plants. Why? Because you're providing habitat, you're providing food for the birds and all the good bugs that you want to encourage into your garden. And even if your garden is not necessarily a native type garden, you can just have natives in containers in in certain spots of your garden, encouraging the native, um, the bees and the native um, bugs that we want to encourage into our gardens. And they will pollinate your perennials and your roses and everything else Um, and you'll just have a little bit of Western
0: Australia in the corner of your garden which is so beautiful. And we should all have that and also you're going to talk today about tough cottage perennials. Yes. My antenna is up.
2: Look let me tell you my absolute favourite tough 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 cottage perennial that blooms its head off all year, we talked about gardening all year through mm. Western Australia and how lucky we are in Perth to be able to garden the whole year long. There's a great plant and it's called Lamonium perezii. Ah, mm. yes. And right. it's looking
0: great at the moment. Oh, all it's going off. Mm. So
2: it is sort of um, a flat, quite large, fleshy leaf plant. Um, so it's that tells you that it's really drought tolerant and really tough. And it sends up spikes of beautiful purple uh, sort of papery flowers. Uh, so they're purple and white. You can even get white ones or pink ones. I've got pink too. Um, you, mm. Yeah, the pink ones are a bit harder to come by, but the yeah. purple ones are in flower at the moment. They're cheapest chips in the garden centres and really you get a lot of value out of them because they flower all year round. Now you can have them as a border planting. Mm. You could have them as your thriller in the centre of a big pot, Um, they are a really, really great plant and super tough. Um, The other thing which I don't think um, we plant enough of in Perth and that are really, really helpful are daylilies. Mm, Now daylilies are plants that just flower and flower and flower. So I look after a garden in Claremont um, that is part of a church and I planted years ago yellow daylilies all the way through and those daylilies flower I would say eight months of the year and really the maintenance is quite simple. It's just removing the dead leaves from underneath the plant and um, cutting the flowers once they're spent down low and I give them a little bit of fertiliser every now and again and they bloom and bloom and bloom and Mm. don't stop and they love being thinned out so you can give plants to all of your friends Um, and And and
0: what situation do they like the most. Oh, look,
2: they'll grow in the shade, they'll grow in the full sun, mm. they're tough as anything. Yeah. So, there's a whole lot of varieties that are coming out that are in the garden centres right now in shades of red yellow, orange. So, you, you know, there's a situation for every single type of daylily and they're tough. And um, how do you feed them and keep them
5: going, keep them flowering? So
2: you can, um, um, you know, I'm a big ab- advocate of mature compost, so literally just chucking Ooh. handfuls of mature compost and watering them in. They don't need a lot of water. So mm. they'll, you know, our agapanthus last summer, they got absolutely hammered with those 40-degree mm. days. So the daylilies did not get affected like that. So they are tougher than agapanthus, but Ah, but you can use them in the same situation. Mm. Yeah. So and you get yellow flowers, which are very cheerful.
0: Love yellow. It really pops in a garden. Yeah, Yeah.
2: absolutely. So there's lots of varieties. There's a shorter one called Stella Bella, which a lot of people would have seen in the garden centres, and that's a really beautiful, gorgeous buttery yellow uh, looks stunning and very cheerful i think um but there's lots of new newer varieties coming out now new old and there's shades of orange and and red apricots and, and, apricots so on. and yeah mm. so there's something for everyone with dailies and they're super tough um the, if you want a flat little low growing plant there's achillea which is a great cottage perennial. And that'll just fill a spot and you can get them. um, So they have a sort of a ferny like leaf, uh, low growing. And uh, they have a beautiful flush of either white pink, or even uh, a beautiful pale yellow. Uh, so Achillea, super tough, need almost no mm. water. And they'll spread. They, they really spread. So they're, yeah. they're actually
5: good as a pathway a great in a path veggie path. garden.
2: Yep, mm. lovely pathway. Yep. Mm. Just gotta, Don't go barefoot, otherwise the bees might sting your face. Yeah, well, they're a great <laughs> <Okay>. for <laughs> attracting
0: the right insects as well. Yeah, they're no, very, they're very great, great pollinator. So also known as the yarrow.
2: That's it, yarrow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and a herb, really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah, beautiful. Okay, carry on. You want more? You've, you want yeah.
2: more. We want more. <laughs> okay, so another really tough plant uh, that almost needs no water, a tough cottage perennial, is Agastashi. Um And there's, uh, there's yes. one called Arizona uh, sandstone, which um, has slightly larger flowers on it and it has a very interesting fragrance. So I quite like introducing... Um, plants into my garden that have different fragrances sort of a you know more sort of a different perfumes as you walk through the garden um so uh, that's a really good one and it's uh, super super tough ageratum of course is in flower at the moment um and that's flowering blue Mm. uh, which attracts certain certain lovely butterflies and
5: beneficial insects yes they love that
2: i've had that
0: growing sort of down my driveway just like a an absolute just blanket down the driveway, and it's yeah. yeah. And you can get the, min- the dwarf variety, and you can get a taller variety. You can, and they sort of yeah. you'll
2: see the older, the old variety is that tall one, yeah. And uh, you'll see that in lots of sort of older gardens where it's almost a bit weedy. But uh, if mm. you nurture it in your garden, it really gives you that lovely cottagey feel in the garden as well. That's a good one. At the moment, a um, ridgeron is in flower everywhere. And that's uh, also known as seaside daisy. Yeah, everywhere. Super easy to grow. It won't get burnt in the summer. Um, it needs hardly any water. And it looks soft and pretty, particularly as a border mm. um, in a in a cottage situation or in a pot. Mm. so there's some uh a lovely newer variety with a bigger flower uh that's available in the garden centers now too, so uh definitely check out a richer on seaside daisy yeah,
0: yeah. they are they are going off. I had someone ask me the other day, were they everlasting because they 're looking that good yeah uh, and I you know obviously said no, but that's what it reminds people of Yes, yeah. very, mm. very pretty, but mm. not a native no but they do look good,
2: and mm. they are very hardy pretty, are very hardy. so if you wanted to do a pot. You could have your limonium perezii, which is that beautiful purple flower, and you could uh, surround the base of it with the seaside daisy as your spiller
5: and your filler.
2: Mm. It could so do
5: both. I don't know if listeners have heard today that you first introduced us to the term that I love, yeah. the thriller, the filler, and the spiller. I just I love it. Yeah. Um, it's a perfect recipe for making
0: a beautiful pot. And it's pot. always in my mind whenever I do a pot up, Oh, And good. you recently <laughs> sent me a photo. Do you remember what you put in it? Uh, do, yes, yes. You have to leave it with me. Let me think. I know there was a, a daisy of sorts and I had a cordy line of cordyline. sort. Yeah, pink. And, uh, oh, my little guy, um, Carracks. It was a Carracks. Um... Silver Falls. Or... Yeah, one of those Silver Falls. Mm. I think. Oh, yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, yep. yeah, lovely. Just, just playing, and I sent, yeah. I sent Fea a photo. Yeah, good.
2: And yeah. it's like so uh, creating a bunch a of flowers. flowers.
0: She's she an, is enabler. an enabler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we yeah. we support each other. That's good.
2: Yes. I don't know if that's good or bad, but uh, it yeah. sounds good to me.
0: Yeah, yes. Surrounding yourself
5: with extremists. Yeah. Yeah, makes is you, makes the you way happy. to do <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Why not? Oh dear. All right, Lorraine, back to you, young lady. What can yes. we what can you tell us about Ripsalis? I, I I wonder how many listeners out there are familiar with the Ripsalis and their um, role and why they we love them so much. I have them indoors and outdoors.
6: They are flowering at the moment. Yeah. A lot of them are flowering at the moment. Yes. Uh, they're beautiful.
5: They're sort of insignificant flowers, aren't they, in yeah. some, of in them some are. ways?
6: Some of them are. Mm. Um, they're like they're, they're not really a showstopper. No. Some of them are really tiny. Um, and quite often when the flower go, uh, has been pollinated and they go to berries, the berries make the flat Open the plant up. Yeah. flashier yeah um you get the red berries or the white berries and they are edible the berries are edible um, all of them yep so well, i can eat. Of them. i could eat this yes really it's yep. a ripsalis oh um, so you uh some of them are a bit tart mm-hmm. um but yeah all the berries of the ripsalis are, are edible Wow! So Can there's a side? beautiful
2: fine-leafed ripsalus, which a lot of people are growing now. In those, um, so there's a lot of indoor pots which look like a face.
7: Yeah, um, so I they're know, either a, a plain
2: head. coloured yeah. face or a head, yep. and they really lend themselves to that because they're I've sort got of one very exactly fine, mm-hmm. and they make it look like hair coming yeah, out
0: that's exactly they look
2: right fantastic yeah, so yeah. Um, anyone out there that's looking for a tough indoor plant ripsalis uh, will really do that for you so
6: the, this is a ripsalis clavata um, and it, like you're saying it hangs down yeah um, and looks
2: like hair
5: it, it, it
6: does you can look like get hair. finer ones as well
2: yeah. yeah absolutely beautiful yep. and tough and they're sort of like um when you squeeze them when you feel them they almost look like a plastic plant yep. because they're um they're very tough leaves but they look like plastic
5: but they're not plastic no.
0: and, you, and and you are refer to, them easy to as take jungle, jungle cactus, cactus. Yes. Yes. yes so
5: i've started putting mine up in trees and mm. palms mm. um yep. only because you're running out of space <laughs> <laughs> well yeah. because i like that look andrea yeah. the yeah. rainforest look but they're not, um, they're not wussy plants. They no, are so tough. hardy. Are yeah. you know, hardy. If oh. I, oh, You're
0: just, did, just breaking off. Lorraine's breaking Lorraine. off pieces as we sit here. Goodness <laughs> me.
5: But they're very forgiving. If you <laughs> mm. don't water the, the yeah. pot, yeah. they don't seem to mind. If they, yeah. they're in full sun for a while, they don't, they don't seem, seem to mind. mind. No. They'll tolerate. They will change colour if you have
6: got yes. them in the sun. They turn yeah.
0: it a little bit more uh, yellow, don't they? Yeah. Or some of them will go red. Oh, well, yes, uh, yeah. if you have the red varieties, yes.
6: Well, they'll get, like, sunburnt.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, okay, because go we've red, got sunburnt. the... Red dragon, yes. ramulosa. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah.
5: and they've had a few name changes and it's confusing it the because they often don't come labelled when yeah. you you pick them up. Um and some, some of the plants have
6: maybe five or six synonyms yeah. of pl- names that they've had previously. Yeah, um,
0: and are they related to, how do we pronounce this word, the Lepisimium? Lepismium? Lepismium. Lepismium. Uh, Lepismium.
6: Lepismium. Lepismium. Right, thank yeah. you. And you get the Foriferas as well and the Hattioras. Yeah, uh, well, I've got <laughs> all
0: those happening at home as well, but I get yeah. confused as to, are they from the same family yeah. or? Stop speaking uh, Latin
6: all, again. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, all, um, are all under they the under same the... umbrella, okay. yes, um, but... Uh, they're, they're all related. Mm. They well, that are, makes me happier. Mm. Uh, and some of the uh, lapismiums have gone from uh, ripsaluses over to the lapismiums, so they actually can cross over. Very so. confusing.
0: It, yes. is, it mm. is very confusing, mm. yes. Um,
6: but that's what's good about the society. Uh, we have... Uh, Lynn in the society who does a lot of research and not just Googling stuff, she does proper research and has written books for WA um, on um, the Ripsalises. Uh We've had other people, uh, Jessie and uh, Pauline, have written on seropedias here in Western Australia hmm. uh, and found out what plants that the members do have and what me- plants are in the state. Mm. Uh, so, been so there are lists.
5: There are lists. I call them twitching lists. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and yeah. I love the it fact is. that so many young people are loving mm. these plants. Yes, uh, and because they're tough, they're yes. quite easy to care for. If you forget to water them for a couple of weeks, they're it very really doesn't matter. Very forgiving. It's like
0: moving um, on from succulent phase. And it then is. Now it's where it's, it's the, the next phase. Spilling yeah. out into absolutely. Yeah. And so young people rip-siles. get along
2: to the show. Yes, and yeah. find out more. Ask. People with more experience, I'm not going to say old people, but ask people with more experience just exactly how to grow them because Um, you'll find out there's so much knowledge out there and this is how knowledge gets passed along with these great community events.
6: And you'd be surprised, Andrea, how many young members we do have at the Society. Yeah. Uh, and I mean young members. It's fantastic. Uh, and I love you it. You think, oh, they'll come along and, and get the books Got, and get, get the information and, disappear. and go, yeah. but they're not. They're back they're staying, yep. and, and they come with knowledge and impart this the knowledge, great. and it's brilliant. Wonderful. Um, yeah, and they just pick up some skills along the way as well you know, with their potting mix or their propagation or mm. fertilisation. It's all yeah. about
2: community building, isn't it, really? Oh, Just it through is. sharing a, yeah.
5: a love of plants.
2: It's yes. wonderful.
5: The Epiphytic Cacti and Hoyer Society are one of the nicest groups. Very welcoming and friendly.
6: Yeah. It's not only, you don't only get, gain knowledge and skills, but you also, uh, I've made friends. Um, oh, yeah. Good friends out of it, mm. um, uh, it's yeah, there's that social aspect. It's yeah, it's social. All, absolutely. All the ingredients is, are there. There yeah,
2: it is.
0: All right, it's we've brilliant. got about 18 minutes left of the garden show. If you have a gardening question, now is your time. Nine
3: four eight four one nine two seven. Curtain Radio.
0: And thank you for your company this morning as well. You're listening to Curtain Radio. We've got Margaret of Mundaring calling in. How are you, Margaret?
3: Oh, overwhelmed with all this expertise in the studio this morning. (laughs) Me
0: too.
5: It's a full house here, Margaret. It's wonderful. (laughs) I'm just going to sit back.
3: I need to ask a question. There used to be a nursery that specialised in citrus in sort of High Wycombe Forest Field that was situated um, quite close to the sort of boundary of the airport.
2: Yes, that's all gone. Bye-bye now. Has it? Yes, yeah, sadly. So where's the best place? Is that in...
3: David's Garden?
2: Mm. Yeah, unfortunately, they'd been there for forever, and yeah. uh, with all that development going on there now, they've closed uh-huh. and sold out.
3: Yeah. Um, wh- Is there a, a specialist nursery that sells us the citrus in the correct root stock for WA? Because that's what that nursery used to do. Yes,
2: there, they're, uh they did. Um, just trying to think, um, close to you. Wandilla. Uh, yes, for sure. Tas one. Tas one. Um, you know there are quite a few, and not too far away from you. They're the, in High Wickham. The second
5: was was that T-A-S. one. T for T for Tango. T for Tom. Yeah. A
2: double Oh, okay. And bigger trees have got citrus, haven't they? Absolutely.
3: And uh this Tess what suburb is the Tess nursery in?
5: It's on the corner of Two J Road.
3: Road. Yeah. Um
0: Is, is it,
5: it Oh it's on the way to Gijigana.
0: It's near Green Life Soil Co yes, as yes. well. So I'm just trying to think of the burb. It's uh Oh it past works. Midland, but it's not it's not far from you. You're in Mundaring. Oh, no, I mean thanks. you could go up to bigger trees as well, Margaret. have you yes, been there? Of course.
2: No, not yet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you need to get up there, Margaret.
0: She's got a plethora of uh, citrus. Yeah.
3: Because, like our roses, you know, they were, they've been growing citrus for years on the the correct root stock that suits our conditions. Yes. Not buying a citrus or a rose in Coles or Woolworths. Oh, no. They all no. come from Sydney and they're hopeless.
2: Yes. Well, they're... Waste
3: of money. Correct.
2: Buy West <laughs> Australian. <laughs>
3: Lovely. Thanks so much
0: for your time, girls. Thanks, Margaret. Bye. And just to reiterate that there is an open garden this weekend, today and tomorrow, open between 10 and 4, the Kennedy Garden, located at 5 Sultana Lane at The Vines. And uh, the pictures in front of me look absolutely spectacular. We saw a beautiful garden last week up in Gujigannap, called Felicity's Garden and uh, I was chatting to Joy Ross who is involved in the open gardens and she said if you like this garden you're going to love the Kennedy Garden. so that's a high recommendation to get along and have a look at this garden if you can over this weekend and next weekend we also have another garden uh, open only for one day next Saturday it's called Wren's Rest and it's located in Bell Divers okay and we'll talk more of that next Saturday morning if you like but it is only open on the 15th and uh, again this looks like a enormous garden 16 acres actually with um, a lot
2: of wisteria
0: oh Beautiful. Can, have you
2: been to the garden
0: no. <laughs> but i can see i can see there's a picture here of the wisteria which is yeah. looking isn't it looking just spectacular everywhere yeah. and oh and penny got a, yeah, has yeah.
5: sent me a photo this morning she said a bit quieter here today oh. uh, sitting out on the patio having her bruschetta Oh, my at goodness. At breakfast time. That's after Is her it? open garden. Yeah. So, you know, gardens just fill with an energy mm. after an open garden. Yeah. And it stays behind. It, mm. it It's just... Mm. Magnificent. It That's is. how your mm.
0: garden will be after your mm. wedding and that is over. You will sit back and you will just absolutely be basking. You'll have
2: nothing to do. For it.
0: <laughs> oh, I'll <laughs> sort her out. Don't you worry. Yes. Okay. All right. Now, what's next? I know we've got more I emails. have
2: a uh, question about sweet peas and should they start flowering uh, this time of the year? So you should have planted your sweet peas Uh, between so everyone can get out their calendars now Um, so next year you'll be wanting to plant your sweet peas between St Patrick's Day yep and Anzac Day okay Okay. so if you plant them between then then you will have flowers about now and they'll be beautiful and the fragrance will be divine oh yes so yes they should be flowering now is the answer to the question
0: all right now we've got to go to Corrine Keith good morning
1: Oh, good morning.
0: How are you, How Ken? are you all? Yeah, Hello, good, Ken. thank you. How can we help you?
1: Well, I've got a cycad which is um, about 25 years old and up until maybe 18 months ago it was looking fine, but the fronds come out nice and green and then they all die off going brown and grey, except maybe for the tips.
5: Okay, you're in Kareem. Uh, sounds yes. like a coastal problem, manganese deficiency. You can get that from your local hardware store or nursery uh, and um, liquid feed it. You can't change the fronds that are there, but hopefully it will help the new ones. Is it in a pot or in the garden?
9: No, it's in the ground, yeah.
5: Okay, all right. That's that's what it's looking for. Definitely a manganese
2: deficiency.
5: But also uh, some slow-release fertiliser that's got a whole range of trace elements will help.
1: Anything like um, sea salt or that type of thing? It
5: all helps, but you do need manganese to address this issue. Mm. Yes,
9: manganese. That's yes. the main thing. Is yeah. it? Yeah. It's yeah.
5: a manganese deficiency. Yeah. yeah. So you get it in a packet, you mix it up, and you pour it over the plant. You may have oh. it may help to do it a couple of times, but it's because of okay. your coastal soil and alkaline yeah. soil.
1: Yeah, well, it, I mean, it's been there for 25 years and it's been fine up until uh, maybe the last couple of years. So should I cut off the uh, the old fronds? Yes,
5: they're not going to come back. They're not going to no, suddenly okay. But agree. But I would also wait for the new flush rather than okay. have no True.
0: no fronds. Yep. Okay.
1: okay, good. Okay. Righto. Right. Thank you very much
10: for You're your welcome,
0: help. You're
10: welcome, Keith. You. All Bye. right,
0: we're going to have a short break. When we return, we're chatting with Caroline about citrus gall wasps and it will help if I've actually loaded the bracket. I've done that now. Radio. And the gardening show has been sponsored by DeSacco Mulch. Make your garden grow with DeSacco Mulch, available at all leading garden centres. Now, yes, uh, we were stuck on the actual location of Taswan. We knew it was on off Tojay Road. The The area, the suburb is Middle Swan. Thank you for that, Katie, for calling in and uh, reminding us. Thank you. We're heading to Dianella. Caroline, <coughs> excuse me. Caroline, good morning.
7: Good morning, ladies. Morning. 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 Now, a couple of things before I get to the gore wash. Thank you so much for talking about just um, being slammed last year because I was about to give up this gardening caper. I thought, <laughs> what, have I yeah, what have I done? I just couldn't. And even the, um, what do you call it? <laughs> you were talking about kangaroo paws. I have a bush pearl last year they were looking i went you're on your own i I can't do anything with you and they're looking fantastic
2: yeah best left alone um just with the uh the agapanthus we had uh i think it was 17 days or something over 40 last year and uh, so the agapanthus they don't love that um they're really not a they're not a full sun plant over 40 they're a full sun plant over 30 um, yeah. But once it starts hitting over forty, you'll find they they just fry. So try mm. daylilies lilies instead; they're much much mm. tougher.
7: Mum loved daylilies lilies, and I thought, oh, I wonder why? Yeah, I will. I'll go for those. And and the sweet peas you were talking about, I put them in a couple of years ago. I uh, did this bed for all the ag- all the Agapanthes, and the m- must be all the stuff I gave it. I, it. My friend said they look like triffids. Oh, they're gorgeous! Just everywhere. just everywhere and flowering. I thought they had to be in by. St. Patrick's Day, but it's between St. Patrick's and... And Anzac um, Day, yep. Anzac Day. And isn't it Anzac Day, you, you have to have... You put your poppies in then so you can get them in the November for... Um, Remembrance uh, Day, that's right. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, poppies, yeah. I had a big conversation. Anyway, I'll go back to the Gore Wasp. Yes. Jane Edmondson from of Gardening Australia, I saw this article that she did on the Gore Wasp.
2: Yes. I know what you're going to say, but carry on, yes. Yeah,
7: don't cut the branch off. Use a potato peeler. No, yeah. cut the branch off. Yeah, yeah. no. The
2: potato like... peeler, what it does is it just um, it doesn't fix the problem. You need to remove that branch where the citrus gall is, because if you uh, do the potato peeler, you are damaging the cambium layer of the plant. It can't um, transpire. Um, the nutrients up into the top of the tree and you're doing more damage. I really, I don't really disagree with Gardening Australia, but on mm-hmm. this one I yeah. definitely do. You've yeah. got to cut off the gall, you put it in a plastic bag and you put it in the red litter bin. Um, don't put it in the um, compost.
7: Did you leave it in the sun for a week or so? Oh, you
2: don't really have to. If you're putting it in a yeah. sealed plastic bag and putting it in the red litter bin, you don't have to.
7: Oh, uh, because I I bought these lemons that were full of seeds and I just put one whole lemon in a pot with potting mix and I got five plants from it.
2: Fabulous. And I
7: planted it. Yeah, it was until the gall wasp got to it. And yeah. it was just it was such a tiny little thing. I had yeah. to throw the whole thing away because there was nothing to... Once I cut
5: Show. it off, it Yeah. Oh, All
0: right, Caroline, we,
5: we have to yeah, move on. <laughs> we're don't getting to you. the Thank end. Thank you. Thank Thanks you.
0: you. All right. Now, just to wrap up, Lorraine, tell us again about... Your event coming up at the end of the month.
6: Uh, yes, we have our annual show and state championships at the Bayswater Community Centre on the 29th of
0: Bayswater October. or Bassendine?
6: Bayswater. Bayswater. Oh, Sorry, Bassendine. Bassendine, I'm, yeah. off, I'm off. I'm off to the wrong suburb. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. At the Bassendine and Community. Bassendine Community Hall. And where is that? It's in Bassendine. <laughs> yeah, you don't have the it's street the address? Back, um, it's York, the old York Street. Okay. But it's the... At the back of the community centre. Okay, perfect. Um, And um, public members are allowed in to have a look at the plants that have been judged. Wonderful. And also purchase plants from sellers uh, on the day from 12 till
5: uh, 3.30. And 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 we'll do a reminder closer to the time too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Should be very, very good. Andrea Whiteley. What have you got to say for yourself? <laughs> no, can I be excused now? You can be excused. <laughs> thank you so much. And, and thank you, Lorraine, for coming in and sharing your knowledge with us this morning as well. And Fayakari, thanks for swinging in at some point. <laughs> Welcome, <coughs> Ladies Hours. All right. <laughs> I was getting FOMO. I had to come uh, in. I bet. <laughs> okay. And, and big, big um, hugs to Bev Dering and John Glidden. Cannot do anything without those guys. All right. Uh, coming up, we do have Jim Crinan with a classic 70s. He'll take you through to 12 noon. Then we go country with Brendan T and Born in Boots. My gardenism for the morning is the soil is the great connector of our lives, the source and destination of all. Take care, everyone. Have fun in this gorgeous weather and happy gardening. We hope you've enjoyed listening to another edition of Let's Talk Gardening on Curtain Radio. Happy gardening.